0: Don't you, know, about a like a Don't you know talking about a revolution it Sounds like a whisper Don't you know how talking about a revolution Sounds like a whisper While they're
1: And that is uh, Talking About a Revolution, the opening song on the uh, eponymously named Tracy Chapman uh, album from 1989. John Fardy's choice for the uh, cultural toolbox. John, you're very welcome, man. Thank you. Interesting choice. Before your time, more my time than yours.
2: Oh, yeah, I would have been. Mid-teens, and, uh, you know, it was kind of an incongruous hit in a way. You know, this is the late 80s, in this part of the world, Stock and Mortimer, and, you know, pop was on the verge of eating itself. Then this shy singer who was just playing her songs in campus coffee shops in Massachusetts suddenly has this monster hit 20 million albums yeah you know I'm I'm one of the few female artists certainly at that time to ever break the 10 million mark you know and very I don't want to say not well produced far from it but very small production on it really in a way it's guitars it's vocals it's a few other things but it's nothing major it's just beautiful songs and I was listening again like I knew the album very well from back in the day and Parties and yeah. all that sort of stuff, but I was listening to it again. There's some beautiful songs on it. I mean, aside from you know, there's a lot of politics and social issues, but there's some gorgeous music and lovely love songs and and a lot of longing. You know, longing for a better world. We're also longing for you know, someone to go bed with, to go to bed with. And I know you've you've known all about that through your college <laughs> life and beyond. You know,
1: Hell. I won't good to that, but it does bring me back to my uh, my college days at Digi yeah. Flat and Harold's Cross, and uh, it we, we played it pretty much nonstop. I mean, yeah. it was you're right though. It w- it was an album almost out of its time because yeah. it, it was a classic 1970s singer yeah, it songwriter sounds, album,
2: absolutely. And they they've credited it with you know the reemergence of singer songwriters. I don't know about that. They've also credited it with kind of starting political correctness, which seems like a a very tall order, but certainly it sounds like something you could imagine Joni Mitchell doing in the seventies, yeah. you know. And I, but but what something it certainly did was to bring kind of the idea of folk songs and political songwriting back into the mainstream because there was none of that really at the time. In the mainstream of course there was Billy Bragg and all those people but you know here she was like in that song talking about you know people on welfare lines and and she was from Cleveland which you know she was born a single uh, product of a one parent family. They had to struggle to get her to college but she got there with some kind of scholarship and you know it wasn't the type of stuff that was you know it was Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan at the time.
1: Yeah no Look, it, I I do I loved this album at the time, and I I still really like it. I mean, it did have some of the weaknesses that some of those seventies albums did have, such as well. I mean, I I read a review somewhere that that talked about, and I thought it summed it up quite well. The sort of naive left folky truisms. There is a, it's a little clunky and heavy-handed. Some of the messages.
2: Yeah, I mean there there were some left wing naive politicians you'd probably say this was their favorite album yeah I'm sure. yeah no but you know it can be hard to get a a a great political slogan into a song without it being slightly clunky. So we we'll forgive her that, you know. Yeah. Uh but you know there's also like there's an a cappella song all about domestic violence on this and how the police well, that's, won't yeah, it. It's stuff, a really you know?
1: harrowing song. Yeah.
2: yeah, and it is and, and, and also, you know, the the bravery in a way in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine to put a song out that ha well not that it was a single, but even on an album that has that is pure a cappella and is very haunting and actually kinda of scary. You know. So yeah, I suppose some of the songs are maybe a little wide of the mark in terms of you know cockeyed optimism but some of them are pretty harsh and on the money I would say yeah. and you know the, the monster hit of it Fast Car we have to talk about that because
1: yeah what's, what's the story behind this song
2: well there's the certain interpretation I mean she said different things about it she said it
1: sounds like a Bruce Springsteen song doesn't it it the kind title of
2: does in a way but it you know and I'm a big boss fan but it, it, it it's more gritty what than most
1: the say some things that hurt more much more than cars, cars and, and Girls, girls. Yeah, this yeah. is
2: almost the antithesis of that yeah. idea in a way this is not a song about you know a woman or a man having a romance around no, the car. No, it's not. She said this might be something to do with her own childhood but also the milieu of where she was from, working Escapism class America. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, as that song progresses, it starts out a woman hoping to fall in love with a boyfriend and go for a fast ride, albeit metaphorically in a fast car. And then, you know, she's weighed down by the reality of her life. She has to look after her father because nobody else can. Then the guy she's falling in love with turns out he's not too great. Either see more of your friends than you do your kids. Hopefully we'll move out of the shelter I mean what begins as kind of this gentle little ditty about riding a first car ends up as being you know pretty strong social commentary and sad and that longing thing that I talked about because it comes back to that chorus remember when you're driving in your first car that escapism and you know when you think of you mention your college days some of the happiest times are kind of when you're in a car going somewhere wind in your hair kind of thing on a J1 or off to the Islands, whatever it is we didn't you have
1: know? cars in our days when we were students but anyway no. Uh, le- le- a, it is a great time. Let's, let's yeah. have a listen.
2: So remember when we were
0: driving, driving in your car. Speed so fast, I felt like I was drunk. City lights day out before us, so and your arm felt nice, like wrapped around my shoulder. And I, I, had a feeling that I belong. I, I, had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone. Get a fast car We go cruise and entertain ourselves Still ain't got a job Now work in the market as a checkout girl I know things will get better You'll find work and I'll get promoted And we'll move out of the shelter Buy a bigger house and live in the suburbs
1: It's it's a fantastic song. She she came from nowhere, basically. Sold 20 million albums, became this huge star. As Mm -hmm. you say, kind of mainstream star even though the music was far from mainstream is it fair to say she didn't really do an awful lot after I mean loads of albums but never really hit those heights again
2: no but in a way that she remains completely untroubled by in a way the weird thing was this album for her. She never intended that and she's had as much success as she's wanted since. I mean, she's had one, you know, that song, Give Me One Reason, you'd probably know if you'd heard yeah. it. And she's had album after album. She probably tours to, you know, 5,000 seater rooms now as opposed to, you know, 20 or 40 or whatever. But that hasn't really bothered her, it seems. she Almost like the Proclaimers with... That 500 Mile song, they've continued writing the songs they've wanted to write. Or the Four
1: of Us with Mary, say, for yes, example. <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> moving on as fast as we go. Well, I suppose, yes. Ah, yeah, sec- absolutely. No, they've, done,
1: they've done yeah. what they wanted to do absolutely, in the last 10 years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah.
2: Haven't been quite as successful as Tracy Chapman in terms of their career after the highs. But anyway, that's, that's another day. That's work, arguable. Yeah. But anyway, go on. Okay, another day, right? We'll get back to that yeah. one. Yeah. Where were we? Fast car. No, <laughs> but she's continued to do what she, she's wanted to do and the success it's been it's been more modest but she's she's had a very good career and she's made a living as a musician and that's all that really mattered to her and in fairness to her it didn't blow her apart you know that usually that's a one way ticket to a heroin problem and stuff you know having yeah. that much success so young so early but she took it on the chin you know yeah, cool. and i, I just want to say as I, you know i forgot to mention something as you've seen that voice it's just it, it's so the integrity in it. I mean, she could sing a coffee commercial, and you'd really believe it. There's just something so honest about the yeah. sound of her voice, you
1: know. Absolutely. Um, there's some great love songs in yeah. this album, even though it is kind of a protest album. Yeah. There's some great. I mean, oh, yeah. I, actually, two of the songs which I'd kind of forgotten about, and they did really surprise me. Two of the last three songs, "For My Lover," and, oh, and yeah. if not now, yeah. I mean, gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Songs. "For My
2: Lover" is a beautiful song. You know, every day I'm psychoanalyzed for my lover. It's just a gorgeous song. That wasn't it. Wasn't a single or anything, but a lot of people who like that album, they talk about that. Song Song. It's really yeah, because clever, I, I I've song. always
1: been honest, I thought the album, maybe when I was listening to it, I was starting to flag a little bit and then right. those two songs yeah. came on and I kind of went, oh yeah, wow. And
2: you know, it's, it, it's, it's a woman talking about going to jail for a lover and stuff. You don't hear that that often. No. You
1: know? There is another amazing song on it, which we haven't got to. Yeah. Uh, and a song that, I have to say, I mean, I'd forgotten how good it was. And one of the reasons I'd forgotten <laughs> how good it was is because I have... Another version of the
2: song in my and head. And you could say, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not bad. That's not a bad road well, I know, if, if the cultural toolbox ever dries up, I could take it on the road. But yes, Baby Can I Hold You Tonight.
1: Or which, the boy's own version, which was...
2: Baby, can I hold you tonight? No. <laughs> but uh, I, that song is gorgeous. I was at a party... And I heard a guy, I think it may have been even a Jesuit priest. You don't ask what kind of parties I go to. And I remember he sang this song. I was like, that's gorgeous. What is that? And they were going, that's the Westlaw, or that's the Boyzone song. And I couldn't believe it, you know. I know. And then then I I, I heard it on the Tracy Channel. It's a gorgeous love song. It really is beautiful. All about longing and all about someone saying, you know, almost like you can do what you want to do to me, but if you offered a homie tonight, all bets are off kind of you know it's a gorgeous song uh, best song on the album do you think I, I think it might be actually when because, I when I was listening back to it
1: yeah because I would have said before I listened yeah. back to it oh Fast Car is, is the standout track of yeah. it. but when I heard that i just I forgotten how amazing yeah it. I
2: know I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're so agreeing because I had exactly the same when I went back to 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 listen to it a second time and I was quickly in here and I, I ran straight to that track first because it's beautiful it really is okay Um,
1: I think we should Probably play out with that because it is. Why not? It's an extraordinary. Wanna, it's a perfect album for a Sunday. <laughs> uh, the album is, is Tracy Chapman, 1988. It is, it's definitely worth going back and listen to. If it you've really never heard is. Of it really is. One of the sort of defining albums, certainly of the late 1980s. I yeah, and you,
2: you, you know, it was everywhere at the time. it used to be on those ads for, you know, four albums for a tenor in the 90s and stuff. But go back and have a listen. You'd be surprised just how kind of lovely it is. That's okay. probably the best way to describe it. It's lovely.
1: Alright, uh, good stuff Listen, thanks for coming thank in Thank you for, for once we completely uh, completely. Uh, completely agree John Fardy, thanks indeed for that That's our lot for today Off the Ball is up next Just time for me to thank Aidan McKelvey who researched And Stephen Jordan who produced We're going to play out with Baby Can I Hold You Not by Roman Keating though By Tracy
0: Chapman. Sorry Forgive me, it's all that you can say is gone by, and still words don't come easily. Like, forgive me, forgive me. at the right time You'll be mine